Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Future Ready Leadership Series, which is all about how we can develop the human skills we need as leaders to thrive now and into the future of workplace, which is why I've been wanting to talk about purpose for a while. This is so crucial. And as we are in this COVID era where myself and everyone around me is feeling very kind of stagnant and restricted. It's unsurprising that questions have been bubbling up around why am I really here? What am I really doing with my life? So I wanted to crack open this conversation with two of the people that were instrumental to me in helping me find purpose when I had questions like this many years ago. So you're about to hear from wise master coach and trainer, Alice Hamilay, who has coached me and hundreds of leaders in NLP and communication and influence tools. And she's also worked with top athletes around peak performance. She's a wise soul. So I'm excited to have her here. And we are also joined by fellow coach and former HR business partner and business improvement specialist, Emma Kirkwood, who spends the majority of her time supporting business leaders to create the businesses and lifestyles with those businesses of their dreams. She talks about purpose day in, day out with them. So if you are feeling a little ho-hum about life right now, then I know this episode is going to light you up and get you back inspired and moving forward. Let's get into it. Welcome, 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 beautiful ladies. Uh, I It's such a privilege to have you guys here today. Um, to me, you guys both fully embody kind of human-centered leadership. You bring out the best in me and so many others. You inspire that goodness to kind of come out of, you know, and, and I've obviously got Alice Hamilay here, dear friend and a long, uh, long, long time mentor, you've profoundly helped me to shape my purpose and align my business and my life to that. So I, I couldn't think of someone better to be having this conversation mm -hmm. with. And of course, Emma, Emma Kirkwood, you know, dear friend, fellow coach, you continue to ask great questions of me that, that kind of keep me on track with my purpose. And frankly, you keep me sane and supported <laughs> in, in what I do. Um, so I have two beautiful women with me today and, you know, your wisdom, compassion and willingness to really have the big conversations is why we're, we are here today. And I wanted everyone in, in my community and beyond to be inspired and kind of connected to you. Um, and so today, you know, I, I, I know that we're going to be passing this wisdom through and today we're really here to talk about this hot topic in purpose so we're going to cover a bit of ground today, if that's okay with you guys. We're going to talk a bit about what purpose is and the power of it. Um, and we're going to talk about why people are really seeking it today in this kind of crazy, disrupted world we're in. Um, and we're going to talk maybe a little bit about why it's crucial to connect to purpose for now and in the future of workplace. Um, and then maybe we'll start getting into a little bit of a how for our listeners on how they can start thinking about leaning into more of their purpose or finding it. Um, but hey, you know, we'll see, we see where we get to. Hopefully that sounds good with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Claire. Fab. So, um, Alice, I might jump in before we do the whys and wherefores. I thought it might be helpful just to talk a little bit about what, when you think about purpose, what do you kind of mean by purpose? How do you define it? What, what is it to you? 
Purpose, um, and it's not, it gives us a direction of what we need to focus on in our life and what's important to us. At its core, what's the purpose of something? What's the benefit of it? What does it give us? And it allows us then to make decisions when we're clear on our purpose, what the purpose of something may be. And, and, and let's say we can have the purpose of your life, your purpose of your career, but you can also have, you know, the purpose of the cup of coffee in the morning, you know, to wake you up. So you know, let's not overcomplicate it. What is purpose? Purpose allows you to make decisions that will move you forward or stop you from doing things that are not going to benefit you as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, purpose gives us that direction and helps us move forward. And I'm wondering whether that's like a good, interesting point to talk about why people are really sort of seeking purpose today. Because I feel like we're in this environment where none of us can move forward mm. right now. So, yeah, why do you think people are really questioning it at the moment and, and in this? Well, moment? I think... 2019, 2020, a lot of disruption from everything from COVID to um, the, the Me Too movement to Black Lives Matter to um, social unrest and, you know, all sorts of things happening. But most importantly, really what's happened is everything that we thought our future would be stopped. Travel stopped, schools stopped, important events stopped, people couldn't get to weddings, funerals, they couldn't get to the things that we thought were going to be tomorrow didn't happen. And, and, they, and it, was, it was out of control in the sense, it was out of our control to say, no, uh, if you, I mean, I came from Singapore and had to go to a whole month of isol, you know, quarantine and then 14 days of isolation. So if I, I mean, I never, never thought that, that would happen. So I think what happened in, in the last year is incredible disruption. And because of that, one of the things I've been reading about is the word languishing. And that that's what's happened this year is that people have been languishing. It's a bit like being in a place of non-movement, a bit of, you could, one could call it depression, but it really is just languishing. Not, there's no, nothing really happening. Nothing's really happening. So you don't know when things are going to happen. Mm. Now, you know, we've got vaccines, you know, Australia has done so well with borders being open. We don't have to wear masks. Um, people are, you know, I got on a plane two weeks ago. And, oh, this is great. So it can begin to think of the future. Yeah. And if you can't think of the future, that can be quite, it becomes in a sense debilitating because the future is hope. Yeah. It comes back to that fundamental uh, belief that every one of us needs hope. It comes from Victor, Dr. Victor Frankl's book. If anyone's not read, read that yeah. book, it's the, it's the foundation around what, what purpose is in the sense of what is the meaning of life? Well, meaning of life in essence is we need to have hope ultimate hope is contribution. You know, how are we going to pay it forward? How are we going to contribute to this world? So in a man's search for meaning, he talks about people need hope. They need to know that something beyond this horrific experience, which was World War II, prisoner war, prisoner consecration camps, that they had to see beyond that, what they would do beyond that and needed hope. And I think this last year, people have, some people have lost hope. Some people felt helpless. Some people felt confused, angry, all sorts of emotions. Um, yeah, because it's not what any of us starting into 2020 thought. No one started 2020 thinking, oh, in three months time, you're all going to be locked in. You're not going to go anywhere and um, take all your holidays off. Oh, but you'll save a lot of money. That's a benefit. <laughs> no, it's the, the one shining light. You know, and, and you'll get to know your children and your partner better and yourself, you know, and you'll find, you'll find perhaps really what you truly value, what is truly purposeful for you. I think it's been a great year in that regard. Yeah, I feel like that's for many where people. 
so true, Alice. I feel like that that slowing down has been the thing um, that has bubbled up the questions of what's really important and, and more time with kind of family and those kind of things. It's it's like we're constantly seeking hope, or you know, externally, but it's had us kind of quieten things down a little bit and start to question things. Um, yes. Emma, I wanted to. I do want to talk a bit about hope, though, because Emma, if I can throw across to you, just in the thought of um, the workplace a little bit more, do you think that hope has is kind of dead? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing that um, this, as Alice said, this kind of languishing happening and and if so, how is that kind of impacting leaders in organisations? Yeah, uh, thank you. And it's lovely to be here too and to see both of you, talk with both of you. It's such a great conversation to have. I think um, is hope. So I see, I'm seeing a lot of hope within workplaces and within leadership. Uh, I'm also would say that people are questioning how they can bring the new the new into the future so what we, you know when we you talk about some of the things that we we've lost through this disruption but also some of the things that we've gained like that slowness that getting to know the family getting to know uh, the people around you your neighbors again and having that real you know kind of centralized um locus come back a little bit uh, as we now in Australia at least, as we now are able to explore a little bit more, uh, I think people are really starting to go, well, how do I keep what I gained but also take advantage of, of the, you know, of some of this, uh, these explorations that I can do as well. So hope in regards to I think very much for Australia and for businesses within Australia, we have a hopeful future. We have a, a country that has led the way or been leading the way in regards to you know what I would call crisis management um, the first stage of that being about responding uh, and the second stage then being reimagining which is where I think we are now and that reimagined future is very hopeful but it comes with uh, it comes with questioning can we actually do this can we actually have this slower paced life and all of the other things that we had before that we took for granted you know, that's, that's where I think, you know, can I have a slower paced life where I enjoy my family, where I enjoy the tasks that I'm doing, um, but where I'm also having career progression or where my business is also thriving, where I'm also making more money and improving my life. Can I have that and uh, take time out, switch off, you know, and I think that's where there can be a little bit of concern about, no, perhaps we can't, but overall in general I think there's a lot of hope in ways that, yes, we can. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to need to get better individually, organisationally. We're going to need to get better at putting those boundaries in place and having conversations about what's really important to us, which I think is where that leads into the purpose as well, when we're really clear on what's absolutely important to us what our purpose is it makes it a lot easier to have those conversations to move forward yeah I love that Emma I might just pick up on one thought there and the and you know like we've gained a lot of things we've lost a lot of things but you know what is it gonna take it feels like there needs to be a paradigm shift I think that's one of bit that's been one of the big benefits of COVID this slowing down we've realized there's something else and as we reimagine the future when we connect this to kind of future of workplace I feel like there needs to be a paradigm shift in the way that we think about 
work and life. Um, I'll open that to either one of you guys. Yeah. yeah, maybe Alice. What do you think about this paradigm shift that needs to happen now or could happen now? What's the chasm that's opened up? Well, the question now becomes what if, you know, it's a completely different question. It's no longer that why question. It's no longer the what question or the how question. It's like, what if, what if this, what, what if we did take these, the, the benefits that have happened through this year and we brought them into our future? Mm-hmm. Also, what if we've lost things for, for good? Like what is gone? What won't come back? You know, what if that is gone? So I'll say that I think, I think one of the things that the year has brought is that what we thought was important some of the things we really thought were really valuable and important inside even Australian culture. I mean, I could look at the university system. Mm. I just, it's, yeah, I think, you know, I find it quite, you know, I have my eldest daughter's doing her PhD and I just, mm. you know, and I just look at, wow, that was, uh, it's, it's devastation what has happened, you mm. know? And so why were the universities, why is that the higher education not being, why was it not that? Because we could go into government and all that, but the point is, is that it happened, mm. it happened. All those people lost their jobs, all of that, talent is gone and they're having to find something else. So I think that's been surprising. Some of the things that have been lost that one, I never thought that would be something to be off the table. Mm. I never thought that would be allowed to be off the table. Education. How can higher education be off the table considering our kids go through trials and tribulations of school to get a, a high HSC ATAR mark. And that's the focus of school of edu- you know, like what I'm saying, but so I think that's something that we need to address is that the loss of things that we didn't expect that were purposeful in our culture, that they're like, okay, that's not important. Really, who said that was not important? Was that a, and so I think from a, from a collective, mm-hmm. starts with yourself, starts with your family, what is important? What do we really want to keep and why do we want to keep it in our life? Not assuming because it's not there now that it's not important. Not assuming, you know, really say, okay, what is the benefit of us having like that thing we're not doing anymore? So maybe travel. Yeah. If travel were available again, would you go do it? And if you would go do it, how would you do it? Would you do it the same or would there be something different? Would you travel different? You know, so what would be, so rather than saying, oh, we'll never do that again or educate. I, mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that we need to be reflective mm-hmm. and not assume that things are gone for good. But if they do come back, how they could be, what if they could be better improved? How could things be improved? How can relationships be improved? How can our health be improved? How can we help men- work with mental health? How can we work with nutrition? How can we work with, the, with obviously, nature, uh, the planet? You know, how, what if this is an opportunity for a reset that's never happened before? So yeah. I'm very uh, optimistic and and aware that that um, just because some things have been taken off the table, they may need they, some need to come back onto the table again. Yeah, right. So it feels like this re- reimagining is this space of kind of what if um, we reimagine the way that we do things, both in terms of the benefits and the things that are opening up for us. You know, nice. like if that's nutrition or movement or exercise. So many people are not commuting in the same way, so they have more time or more time with the family but i i really hear what you're saying there alice about not forgetting you know some of things that may have been really important before that suddenly are off the table and you know making sure that in that reimagining we are focusing on the things that need to be there and -hmm. education being one of those things that really connects into purpose and and like literally our next generations coming up so it's it has to be back on the table really and um, and I think 
and I think what I we can, we've kind of gone quite big picture, and I, I really yeah, hear you. We maybe we're, next, yeah. Well, maybe we're going to come into a bit more of the howing when we think about this paradigm shift and the reflection we need, the what if questioning we need. But I'm wondering mm. if we just step back one second um, into the space of if we've got um, listeners on thinking, yeah, I totally get what's going on. We've got to start questioning things. What about bringing it just down for a moment into kind of purpose because I loved Alice you gave this definition around um purpose not necessarily being these big big areas although it can be but you almost talked about it as a little a little p in in relation to ikigai particularly I wonder if you'd tell that story um you know that you told us kind of last week when we started talking about purpose yeah, so ikigai, it's a Japanese um, word, it, and it means life meaning, life meaning. Uh, I was um, speaking with, uh, I ran a training around this in, in development. And so ikigai, four questions that come from ikigai, define what's called your ikigai, define your real purpose, uh, that, 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 that point. Um, one is, one question is, what are you really good at? What's your, what are you really, what's your skill set you're really good at? And it could be all sorts of things, you know, whether, you know, gardening or Excel spreadsheets, you know, what are you really good? And you just write down all the things you're really good at. These are your skill sets. And then you write down the next question is, what do you love? Who do you love? Mm-hmm. So you put all the things you love. And then when you have what you're really good at, and what you really love, those can become your passions. Those are your passions. Oh, I'm passionate about those things. And the next question is, what have you been paid to do in your life? And that could be from everything from when you were a teenager till now, all the roles you've been paid to do. And so you write those all down. And so you have a skill set. You have what you're paid to do. That's often your profession. Okay, That's your skill set. You're good at that. You're paid to do that's your profession. Then the fourth question is, what is uh, what does the world need? And I think this past year, we've seen a lot what the world needs. It's been very, it's been right front and center what the world's needing. So what is the world need? You write down all those things. So when you have what you, the world needs and what you love, that's often your mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but Ikigai says, if you had all of those, you had what you're really good at, what you love, what you've been paid to do and what the world needs. And you can find something even in your day that exemplifies that, or you can find a role in, a, in your career, but that where that middle point sits, that's called your ikigai, where you are doing what you're good at, what the world needs, what you love, and, and getting paid to do it, or maybe not financially, but there's a contribution, that that's the ikigai. So I was speaking with this lovely Japanese man, and he was saying his mother, um, she because he said, Ikigai is in this big thing, like you, you know, the Western world says, Ikigai, we do every day, we can do it every day. He says, his mother's Ikigai is every day she goes to her temple and she, she cleans, the, cleans the, the stairs and she makes sure the temple is taken care of. Now, all of her Ikigai is taken care of, all of her love, she's good at it. She's not paid to do it, but it is a, it is a serve, it's a pay in a sense, you know, and, and, then, and then of course it, it is needed. For, for the world. So her ikigai, and she does that every day. So her ikigai is taken care of. And I think in that, when you find your ikigai at work, when you can do something at work where you are living your ikigai, you feel purposeful, you feel present, you're energized by it. 
if you could put Ikigai in the first thing in your morning, you do something, you wake up in the morning, you're doing, living your Ikigai first thing in the morning and have an Ikigai moment at the end of the day. Well, my goodness, you've now, you've, you've bookend your day with an Ikigai experience. You're like, my life's good. I'm living purpose. So for some people, it's, you know, meditation or um, writing or uh, making a, writing a blog, which is going to be, they're good at writing. They can be paid to do it. It might help their, their marketing. Uh, they're, uh, they see themselves as a writer and the world definitely needs to hear the message. So in that, there's an ikigai. Mm. So it's a really lovely phrase. I love that. Word. It's not a phrase. It's, a, it's yeah, life's meaning. Life's meaning. It's beautiful. Mm. And I'll, I'll put some of these questions in the show notes, actually, in terms of mm. that's okay with you, Alice, just in terms of people starting to think about some of the questions they can ask themselves. Mm. Um, I thought I might throw to you, Emma, because, you know, when you heard this concept, you know, more, more personally, I'm going to reflect to you, Emma, now, when you heard this concept for you, what sparked for you in terms of um, leaning into more of your ikigai or, or purpose? Um, as, as it was defined in this way. Yeah, so powerful and, and so grateful to have Alice to guide um, you know, both of us over, over the years as well in regard and, you know, what Ikigai being one of these frameworks that really makes a difference. So I think for me, uh, and you both know me really well, so when I say the simplicity of it, um, that, you know, we we have, I, I live in a world, I think, you know, and many of us probably do, that can be quite complicated, quite overwhelming. There's a million things going on and I'm concerned about things that I should be doing that I'm not doing. You know, this, this is the world in which I've grown up with. And, and something that um, has really helped me to um, move forward and I guess live in purpose, which has brought me such a greater sense of satisfaction as well as, you know, actual results within life and business as well is when we have that simplicity of bringing it back to something that, you know, as Alice said, in the morning, in the evening, being aware of, you know, when I am in a purpose-led or ikigai frame during the day, that is a little sign to me that I'm like, great, I'm on the right path let's get going, you know, and just helps to kind of kick me out of where my mind wants to go, which is complex and, you know, what else should I be doing? And, but these people are doing this and they're doing this and, oh, my God, blah, blah, you know, so I, that's really where I found the power. It, it helps me to move forward and it helps me to be true to myself and that's where I, um, when that, that's when I'm in flow. That's when I can create the greatest service be of the greatest service to the to the people who are around me uh, so yeah that's that's why it's so important to me I love that you're my I could really go and we talk a lot in the work we do around our kind of monkey mind kicking in in this crazy disrupted world we can get quite outside of ourselves right and into the complexity and everything else but what I love about what you said Emma is it's really about coming inside and taking those kind of pause points or those moments to check you know am I on the right path you know mm-hmm. when you when you find those moments where you in flow and um you know as you described it Emma when you when you come into a sense of yourself and you're in flow sometimes I talk about this is like those intuition points or if you have deja vu I don't know if you whether you have yes. ever have that where we kind of <laughs> definitely slow down in those moments and get out of our head more into our kind of heart brain and our body and our gut we can kind of tune in a bit more to 
you know, is this a purposeful moment? Is this, am I in flow in this moment? So I just wanted to stop and signpost that to everybody listening because they may mm-hmm. well feel very similar to you, Emma, that they, we can get drawn into that complex externalized world. But actually mm-hmm. this whole thing is about simplicity. Yes. Yeah. And it moves away from distract, distraction to focus, to being present. And I think that's what this yes. year, we've, also we've gotten all this time and we actually can't go anywhere. We could not go anywhere. There was no shoulds or coulds. It's like, huh, home. I mean, the rise of craft, you know, I'm sure people are aware how much craft is, yeah. Uh, and anything to do with homemaking, anyone yes. who's, who's got a business that is in home homemaking has made more money than they, <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything to do with being out in nature, all of those businesses have, have are skyrocketing, you know, anything. So there's a reason gardening farm, you know, all of these things, you know, so it's when these, you need to be present to do those things. Mm. You can't be looking at your watch and go, what's next on my schedule. And I'd be curious how many people are still just allowing themselves to be distracted by social media, like spending the time on. So, so I'm not on social media anymore. So I say this because it's a distraction. The majority of social media is looking at what other people are doing as opposed to, and, you know, and so you're looking at what others are doing mm. and that's a distraction. Yeah. That's be that's been a big one for you personally, but also with, yeah, with, it, with business owners and business leaders and balancing between using social, you know, and I think this is the technology conversation that I have many, many times. And I'm sure I've had with both of you as well, that technology is here and designed in order to help us to achieve our purpose, to live our purpose, to improve and better the, the world, uh, we are we have a choice whether we buy it or whether it runs us. And again, that's that's you know I think it, it's it's kind of similar to the monkey mind as well, Claire. Of what you talk about is you know our minds are incredibly powerful and fantastic tools. You know, I, I love my brain and the craziness of which it can come up with. I've also got to make sure that I'm in control and it's not all the time. Um, and yeah. I think that's where, you know, coming back to social media as well, it's like what's the choice that we're making here and is that delivering the results that we want, is that putting us in flow and in purpose or, or not? And, you know, mm-hmm. when we take responsibility for that choice, that's also where we see that we're actually really starting to think about what's my contribution to the world versus yeah. what is the world here to do for me. Um, mm. Some p- really powerful shifts that I think uh, COVID and being sent to our rooms um, has <laughs> really, you know, has put us in a position where we can either take advantage of that time and that that choice and, and design our lives mm. uh, or you know, be at the mercy of, of whatever's going to get thrown at us next. I love that. I want to just kind of make a point where we're talking about distraction. Like I actually think just putting it out there that we can get really distracted by try, trying to seek our purpose. Exter- you know, exter- like what is it? Where is it? You know, and I don't know it. <laughs> I don't know it. And like when I, and, ah, it's wrong and with I, me. And especially I hear this in the workplace all the time, like leaders will say when their team members go, I want to get promoted, I want the next thing. And they'll say, well, tell me what you want. And there's no, they don't know, they just know they want something else, right? And so it's like purpose is kind of this buzzword, you know, but I think we can get distracted by that. And Emma, I love what you said about, you know, what is the world doing for me versus what am I doing for the world? And I think 
what the wisdom you guys are implying is it's it's about pausing and realizing when we're like seeking these things or getting distracted by things outside of ourselves and mm. kind of pausing so we can actually tune in like purpose isn't necessarily going to be we might put some intellectual language and words around it but actually it starts I think with the feeling which we've talked a little bit about today and feeling like we're in flow um mm. and I'm just wondering you know if we've got some leaders listening and they're in this situation that they've got, you know, they're looking for their own purpose or they've got team, you know, they've got their team members coming to them going, okay, what's yeah. next? Where is, you know, like I don't feel purposeful in this role or they're throwing challenges out. I'm wondering what could just be the first thing we could help leaders with if they're faced with that in terms of how they might support themselves or their team, um, you know, to yeah. create this pause point. Does that make sense as a thought? Absolutely. Can I answer that? Yes, Just a, a, so can, can I put a couple cents in? Yes, um, please. So if if someone if, if that's coming off as feedback from your team, then that's a that's a wonderful feedback um, feedback to say to you your, as a leader that your team doesn't know a mission. Their mission, firstly, what's the why are they there? Mm -hmm. yeah, what's the mission? Um, and then secondly, they don't know the values of the company. Yeah. In the sense, if there may be values that are present. Okay, but the values that are present may not be aligned to what they think is important for them to actually be working. So it's an opportunity for a company to sit there and look at their, their vision, their mission, and then to reassess their values. Because if people are unhappy, it's because there's a values misalignment. And values are where purpose lie. So our purpose lies by what we value, what's important to us. So the questions a leader should always be asking is, what is it going to mean for our team when we do this? What is it going to mean for our brand when we do this? What will it mean for our customers when we do this? Okay, what will it give them that if they didn't have this, what would that mean for them? What would it mean when they do have this in their life, this product, this service? You know, so these are questions that I don't think a company spent enough time, you know, and I don't think they spend enough time thinking about their staff and to think about their, 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 their teams, to think about why do people actually get up in the morning have a shower, put on their clothes, and care at all about our work, about our company. Why? And it cannot be about a salary, because if it's just about a salary, they're going to have to find their purpose somewhere else, which means you're not getting the best out of that person. So if you can then say, okay, so what is it about our company, our product, the product, the service, um, the system that we're offering, that is so important that, that people are like, ah, and it's not just about the environment and all. It, I'm literally just right there. Why is it important for them right there and then to be doing a Zoom meeting? Why is it yeah. for them to be able to, to close that sale? Why is it to write great marketing copy? Why is it important for them to be able to have a conversation with performance? Mm -hmm. If they can link everything back to that why, and it cannot be about profit. Mm -hmm. And it can't be because I told you so. You know, we have to get back to that five-year-old child that is continually asking, why, 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 right? And, you know, we can't be a, a grumpy adult who's exhausted, like, just because I said so, because I'm your parent. You know, we can't be that person. We need to be the one who's he's like, okay, well, why is it important that we do it this way? Yeah. What is it? So the questions are always, what will it mean for us? What will this give us? Yeah. And then what will be the feeling that we will feel as a, as a company, every member of the team? How will it feel when we each, each of us feels this? And hopefully in the company, it's proud, calm, 
focused, energized, um, happy, sure, we'll take that one. <laughs> but just, a, you know, a productive, people who feel productive feel good. And purpose is leading to being, living. If you know your purpose, you have a productive life. If you're, so being productive is so important. Yeah, that's really powerful, Alice. Thank you. Again, I'll I'll uh, be defining these que- these questions for the guys. Yeah. We might do, we might do a little a sheet as well. They'll be in the show notes. But I think that's really powerful if you're yeah. a leader on this and and getting some of these types of feedback that yeah. you know maybe it's time to reconnect with the mission and ask why are we really here in this organization and what's important to us and some of those values based questions are really powerful and I think importantly just to open the conversation because we're trying to get people moved here we're trying to get people (laughs) engaged right so we can't just create that on a piece of paper and go hey guys here you go this is about us as leaders opening up the space for conversation so that people can make that meaning and make that connection and want to go above and beyond for us and I think it's so powerful that you said you know, not just thinking about the organization, you know, um, mission and values, but also, you know, having the cadence to think about my team, you know, like, why are they getting out of bed every day? How are we tracking and regularly probably seeking that feedback, right? Having that, that kind of feedback loop. So it feels like those are some quite tangible things that um, if we're listening to this today, and you're getting some of that kind of feedback, um, they could, they could do. Um, So important. What about just for ourselves, you know, I'm, I'm conscious we'll, we'll kind of bring this home, but maybe Emma, I'll, I'll throw this to you. You know, if I'm sat there, you know, trying to be this leader for my team, but I'm not feeling that kind of purposeful or um, connected, you know, what, what, what do you think or what do you observe with many of the leaders you work with? You know, what would be your advice to them about how they can kind of take care of themselves and and kind of connect to purpose themselves if they're feeling like this right now? Yeah, I think there there is a couple of things and it comes down to what we, you know, we've been talking about this throughout. There is a, a paradigm shift for, you know, and um, I, I, I actually remember uh, working with Alice uh, a couple of years ago and Alice kept coming back with, you know, where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? When we're talking about values and, and purpose work. And that has resonated with me. And I think that's one of the first questions if for someone who is feeling a, a leader in a business or, you know, a business owner, an employee, it doesn't matter if you are feeling right now that you're not really sure where your values are or if you're aligned to them, then ask yourselves those questions, you know, and really get down to that. Where do you spend your time and where do you spend your money? And what are you loving about that or not? Because there can be times where we're spending our time or spending our money in areas that we don't love. And so I think that's kind of the, the, that's a, that's a really simple way to start off. The paradigm shift for me comes back to, where are we going to spend our time in from now on? So we talked about having opening up a dialogue, having conversations. You know, Alice, I completely agree with you. Companies, individuals do not take enough time on this. They see it as an exercise. We've, I've, uh, you know, I could say in the past as well, we've done some fun stuff. It's been a great day. Yeah, that, that's great. That's kind of the step one. You pull people together. But actually where the gold is in this is the ongoing dialogue the leader who is open to having these conversations anytime 
not just in a structured workshop, which can, you know, is, is valuable, but not the only thing. This is ongoing dialogues. People's needs change frequently. People's wants and desires, their values change. So we've got to be okay to have dialogue. You know, I, I would love, for me, I would love to bring back the long conversations. You know, it's not just a short, sharp, yes, you've done that, thanks very much, see you later, but a conversation that goes over years. You know, um, I think that's one of the things that letter writing used to do when you read the old letters from, like, different prime ministers and presidents to each other and you think that was a conversation that spanned decades. You know, and, and that to me is that's where do you spend your time, who with what's the conversation about what's the ongoing dialogue being about because this is an out of our comfort zone stage which means it's a growth stage Mm -hmm. Um, so take the time to grow yeah i love that can i just add to that i think it's really it's it's beautiful having the conversations learning how to communicate if someone says they don't know what they want they've never communicated it they've never languaged it and, and I think, you know, the, the art of the long conversation and the meaningful conversation, being able to converse at all, verbally or in the written word versus, you know, bitmojis and emojis to express mm-hmm. a feeling, you know, the shortcuts. And, and, and you know, I don't, I don't think bitmojis or emojis are going to go away. So, you know, how do we address this? And we allow, you know, and, and I'm all for like huddles and all that quick huddles in the morning, but people need to be able to express how they're feeling. They need to be able to express what they need. They need to be able to express what they don't understand without, because the only way they're going to improve is through the feedback on how to improve themselves. So mm-hmm. I think um, it comes back to that care factor. Companies that do well show the care factor. You know, there's a lot of care, support, not enabling. There's a big difference. Yeah. Not enabling a poor behavior, but caring that, that what you're experiencing, that you're needing something. Well, yeah, and I, I feel like there's there's that ingredient, if the care factor's there, there's that ingredient of kind of psychological safety, right, which we know is fully Absolutely. linked to people being able to express, for it to be okay to express the whole range of emotions in the workplace yes. um, and, and, and get your words out and have some space and time for that. Like I love this thought that's coming out of the long dialogue and that perhaps, you know, probably the impact of screens and hybrid working is, We've lost some of those moments, you know, for those deeper connections in that um, kind of dialogue. Um, hmm. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering, yes, there's structured ways to create that, as you said, in team days and things like that. But it feels like it's the ongoing cadence of hmm. um, both opening the spaces for ongoing dialogue, but then then checking, you know, how am I creating care and safety for, for the team and for myself to be able to language the things that need to be languaged so the feedback that can come out, the connections can be made. Um, yeah. So it feels like that has kind of come out of this long conversation, this beautiful conversation where we've had chance to go a little bit deeper um, yeah. around purpose and what purpose actually is and what are some of the challenges of leaning into it today mm. um, and how we might start thinking about um, creating more purpose and finding quietening things down and finding a bit more of that purpose ourselves and that presence and we might just <laughs> bring purpose and presence together and how we might start opening up some of the spaces for our teams to open the dialogue behind purpose 
I feel like we've covered quite a lot of ground today. Is there anything else that either one of you would kind of like like to say with regards to thinking about, you know, if I, again, I'm on here as a leader, you know, just a final word, word on, you know, what to be thinking about or what to be doing to sort of support me in pursuit of my purpose? Emma? <laughs> she's got sure. something at the tip of her tongue I can see it there so. yeah <laughs> it's just stewing and that, that's so that's uh, this is a time of stewing <laughs> mm. you know if you think of the the slow cook and um there is you know I do and I've, I've said this before there's so much gold that really comes from s- sinking into where it is that you are now wherever that is it's exactly where you're meant to be uh, on your leadership journey, on your career journey, uh, and you, this is such a unique point in time to determine what it is that you explore next. So enjoy, you know, take the time to really, really ask yourself the questions of what do you enjoy doing, what do you love doing, who do you love being with, um they're not I've you know my my journey is that they're each time that I ask these questions and you know work with amazing people such as both Claire and Alice I get to go deeper and deeper and that just brings out something more and more and that that means the exciting part um so yeah that that's my uh, my last little words <laughs> over to you Alice <laughs> that language of the slow cook I'm really feeling that Emma today thank you Alice a final thought from you yeah, I goes back to that Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see. Um, as a leader, um, know, just know why you're there, what you're there to do. Be aware of your, what your purpose is in the organization. Be aware of what drives you to be a, a strong leader, a great leader, an inspir- whatever type of leader, but know that you're there to lead. And um, so I think, you know, when you know where you're going, you're present to that and you have, we have so many more hours in the day. People aren't traveling anymore to work and all of a sudden you've got all this time. So time to listen. You have time to listen, be proactively listening, be proactive in in focusing on future moving forward. I think, yeah, I be the leader you want. You wish you'd always had, I'll say this last thing and I'll just my last thing. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, If everyone always thinks about what you're really good at, it's because you had a person who was present to you, gave you feedback, and had a vision of how you could do that thing you're good at, whether it's playing rugby, playing the piano, writing something, um, driving a car. Somebody saw you already doing that. And I think part of the leader's vision is to be able to see the potential in their people, to see their, their ability to do the thing, and that, that, that care factor that purpose, that's, that's, that's one of the major purposes of every leader is to bring that out. In doing that, people get clear on their purpose because they're not afraid of failing anymore. They're like, okay, I can do this. And so that leads to another conversation. But I, I just think that's really important. Uh, leaders need to, to take care. They have a major responsibility in that regard. Yeah, I, I love the reinforcement of that point and if we're getting some of those pieces of feedback it could be because we haven't taken the time to 
reflect ourselves and create the cadence, right? We're probably in busy, busy hamster wheel mode. It's, it's about stepping off that hamster wheel. I think my final thought, stepping off the hamster wheel and creating some space for the, for the long conversations, the open dialogue, not just with your team, but with yourself, Emma. I also I loved, I loved what you said, the slow cook and the stew. So, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your words of wisdom today you, and, and the thank conversation you. we've had. And I know our listeners are going to be very grateful for the, the insight and the wisdom and some of those questions and, and some of those how. So we'll make sure that we've got those quite clear for, for everyone that's tuning in and listening so that you can um, start the process of leaning back into a bit more of your own purpose and supporting your team uh, to find their purpose, because this is the key to be future ready as a leader is is sometimes to take a step back to reflect in order to really move forward powerfully and purposefully. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Claire. Thank Thank you. Thank you. I hope you loved the conversation with Alice and Emma as much as I did. And, you know, if this has thrown things up for you around your purpose, how to find more of it, how to lean in more to it, and maybe you know, you realize you need to step off the kind of hamster wheel that you're on as a leader at the moment and carve out some space for a longer conversation with yourself, some reflection, a longer conversation around purpose with your team, then I just might be able to help you a little bit further with this. On Friday, the 4th of June, I'll be running a complimentary masterclass around creating some of this space and and talking about how to move out of survival mode and into a more luminous version of yourself. The link to RSVP is in the show notes, so please click through on that. I'd love to have you join us. Likewise, if you know now is the time as a leader to really more deeply connect with that sense of of purpose in how you are living and leading in your life, then the next round of the Luminous Leader Program is starting on the 30th of June and application calls are now open. This is a small group coaching program run over four months and it's really designed to create the space for you to take back the reins in your life, take back the reins in how you are living and leading both for yourself, for your loved ones around you and for your team, we will definitely be digging into connecting you with more of that deeper purpose. So if you're curious about this and want to know more, then you can also find the link in the show notes to book a call with me and we can talk about how you could start becoming a more luminous leader in your life. And all that's left for me to say is have a beautiful day and thanks for listening.